0: Well, it's almost true Sean Levine in the night Nick Ashew from the uh the home home studios this time with Sean out in Kansas City you your chiefs you're combing through your team schedule I'm combing through my commander's schedule right now uh, and then you got the Monday night football Thursday night Sean have you ever done a, a schedule release show before I have yeah it's it's just it's one of those things where it's so many moving parts but I've only done it for like one team, now we're looking at the entire NFL, and it just is a whole different landscape with the schedules that look different, and there's nobody to help us sift through all of this than our Odyssey NFL insider, Jason Lock on four, who's also the host of the Odyssey original podcast in the huddle with Brian Baldinger and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL, so uh, clearly there's a million things, Jason, we're combing through, trying to see as all of these trickle out. But the one thing that really stood out to me from what we've seen with the schedule so far is you know more of these exclusive digital games not just Amazon though they also have that Black Friday game, but you got this peacock game a week 16 that's exclusive to just peacock and then the NFL Network is going to have the the Sunday night game yeah. that week. We're seeing now that transition where the NFL is getting a lot more creative and starting to throw these games on a lot of different platforms.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's another way to create windows. It's another way to, um, I guess, kind of make these these one-offs. I'm guessing it, there has to be a way to monetize it, right? I mean, that's what this is all about. And maybe eventually, you know, when the if or when the NFL opts out of this TV deal or when it concludes, they start doing things a little bit more even a la carte um, in, in terms of you being able to purchase rights to watch games that aren't currently um, – that aren't currently in your jurisdiction outside of like the direct ticket, you know, and having to buy the entire thing. So clearly they're experimenting. Clearly they see that streaming is the future. Um, I think they want people to get used to consuming NFL products on apparatuses other than televisions. And ultimately uh, they want to monetize everything. And so, you know, if they can create these streaming exclusive windows and feed them some decent games and the numbers look pretty good, then now we get now it's not just peacock you know now we get whoever else in on it we brought amazon to the table um you know can we bring google in for something else
2: well now that the schedule's out i've taken a peek at a couple of these nfc teams jason i'm looking at the eagles i'm looking at the san francisco 49ers schedule are there any other teams in the nfc to even worry about to keep your eyes on anybody else even have a shot
1: I I don't even put San Francisco in that category because I don't I'm not a Brock Purdy guy like I haven't seen enough to anoint him the way other people have and if you don't have a quarterback in this league you don't have anything and they don't even know when he's going to start to throw um, is is that going to be something that bothers him through the season you know is Tom Brady going to decide at some point in time that hey I'm going to put the band back together you know let me go get uh, my trainer let me go get Tom House maybe I'll be ready for Christmas. But I think it's the Eagles and everybody else. I I, I do. And, look, I haven't had a chance to digest all these schedules yet. But the Eagles schedule did not strike me as murderer's row by any stretch of the imagination. And, frankly, the Eagles playing any NFC schedule wouldn't strike me as murderer's row because I don't know who's (laughs) any good. I I, I really don't. I, I can't vouch for many of these quarterbacks. I can't vouch for many of these overall football operations. Um, you've got so many teams, right, like that went for it, like the Rams and the Bucks, and it paid off, but now they're paying the price. You know, are we really ready to crown the Lions? Like, I think Minnesota will win that division, then I think Minnesota will roll over in the playoffs. Like, even some of the teams that I kind of like. And again, yes, yeah, San Francisco, it's a great roster, but as we saw last year, when it all disintegrated because they didn't have a quarterback, I, I'm not ready to put them in that stratosphere Uh you know, I, I think, I think in that conference in particular, it, it, it's pretty wide open.
0: Yeah. It's crazy to think Detroit was known for just losing on Thanksgiving. Then they finished the year eight and two and they're opening up the season against the chiefs yes. on Thursday night football. It's, it's a it's a whole new world with this. Uh, we got a few Monday night football double headers. It's not the first year that we've had that, but it looks like ESPN and, you know, the ABC split that they're doing uh, is something they want to at least try to continue. Do you think that's something that they'll continue or where people get sick of it and want that one exclusive game as time goes on? And will the NFL even care whether people want that or not?
1: Yeah, no, I, I don't think it's going anywhere because, again, you've created another window where you've got another national game. And and look, they've pushed the boundaries as far as they can in terms of how many days a week we play football, right? There's, they're not going... Yeah. They've added the, the Black Friday thing right so Friday's a little bit in the mix but like Tuesday night football, Wednesday night football it's not feasible. so okay well if we can't add more days to the week or the calendar or we can't play football every single day for obvious reasons, then how do we make these windows a little bigger? How do we expand them again it's 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 not rocket science. what's going on? So no I, I don't I don't think it's going away um, by any stretch of the imagination. I also think if we're doing this interview, three years from now we're talking about maybe not at that point in time uh 18 game seasons but the conversation will have started because i mentioned earlier these tv deals have opt-outs like four years down the line well one of the, the 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 pivotal points in whether they stay or whether they opt out is if they think they've now convinced the nflpa to go to 18 games then guess what they're gonna opt out because they've just added a whole lot more volume to the overall package so th- those conversations are coming. But, yeah, for the NFL, less ain't more. More is more.
2: So while you've got your crystal ball in front of you, Jason, keep that thing out for a minute, would you say three to five, maybe five to seven years from now we're talking about a permanent team overseas because you mentioned that extra window. and Let's just call it what it is. It's for us gamblers, right? Like if I can wake up in the central time zone and if I can get a game at 8 a.m. and at noon and at 3 and at 7, that's kind of what they're looking for doesn't it kind of feel like now that we've got you know jet airplanes and time zones don't matter as much that we're at some point going to have a team overseas
1: well i'll tell you it is for those purposes but it's also for the global audience and so more people don't you know more people in 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 europe more people you know more people in europe don't have to watch the game in the middle of the night or more people in the middle east or whatever they're, they're like they're looking even at markets like india Brazil's a big deal for them I think it's there's certain time zones where they think they can expand eventually China how can we get more games going on that those people can see when they would normally be consuming sports um, I think if there wasn't a pandemic the Jacksonville Jaguars would, would be in route to um, London already the the, the the global pandemic put uh, you know Kai on a lot of things you know we weren't even sure if we were going to be able to play games ourselves um, they're having some issues down there I guess the stadium's going to be refurbished mayor's come out and said it might be two years when they're not in that stadium. Um, I don't think they're going to move the way things stand right now, but I do think sooner rather than later they're going to establish what they call a London ticket for that market. You'll start in that market, and you'll be able to purchase a season ticket. Eight games, nine games, all home games. Not all the same team, but eight or nine games all within those three stadiums, whether they're split evenly or not. I think you'll see Jacksonville, maybe two, maybe four not exclusively, and so you'll be able to purchase a season ticket like you could in any NFL city, except it's to watch eight or nine total NFL games in a stadium wow. near you rather than hmm. just one team's home games. I think Germany, they're going to pretty quickly see that two is great, but four would be better. Uh, and again, I think Brazil, <laughs> uh, at some point in time, there's going to be a regular season game in Brazil. There's There's no doubt in my mind. And then, you know, again, we'll see about expanding into Asia.
0: I mean, that would be. It's brilliant if you're the NFL to have those season tickets and just constantly cycle through teams, even if it's not one. But of course, yeah, Jacksonville end up leaving. They're going to be good. That's what we'll get. They'll be in London. Talking to Jason Lockin for a BetMGM tonight. Do you factor a lot into the amount of travel and the time zones that teams go through. Because, like, you know, the list is out of, like, teams with the most travel mileage and and time zones, where Seattle's traveling 31,000 miles and 36 time zones. 49ers are right behind them. Then there's the Bengals, only 11,000 miles and 14 time zones. We all know traveling sucks. It's at least a little better for these guys flying on private jets, but it doesn't mean that it's any less fun in time zones and, and jet lag is a thing. Does that factor in, like, heavy when you're looking at a team season and go, man, they got a lot of travel. That could really wear those guys down.
1: I mean, for particular teams, yeah. And especially now with the expanding international stage, what does it look like for them when they get back? Because you're not guaranteed a buy when you get back. So, like, after the Ravens got the Lamar Jackson thing done and you go look at their draft, and I, I moved them up my power rankings pretty significantly because they had call certainty with Lamar Jackson uh, because it looks like it's a legitimate wide receiver room for the first time in forever. Um but could a schedule affect it if I think the schedule is significant enough? Yeah, and at first glance, the Ravens' schedule looks to me to be like almost the worst-case scenario. I mean, yeah, they give them a couple AFC South trolls, you know, or, or chum in the water to to, to sop up early with the, the Texans and the Colts, but they play their three-division rivals all on the road within the first five weeks. They have to play Tennessee and London, which makes that all of a sudden a whole lot – more of a more variables, right, and far less certainty as whether a, a really good team could beat a bad team in that scenario. They have to come back and face the Lions at home, which is is difficult, and the Lions are going to be more well-rested than them. They go to Arizona, um, right? They three separate West Coast trips, Arizona, San Francisco, and the Chargers. And, I mean, between Week 6 and Week 12, they play in London, they play in Phoenix, they play in L.A., and they play in San Francisco. And they have a Thursday night short week game packed in the middle of that. I think that's going to take a toll. Like, I think that absolutely yeah. is going to do a number on them. <laughs> and so then you look at them the week 13 by and say, well, okay, some things are stacked in their favor from there on out. But what the hell will they look like come week 13? I mean, and this is a team that has really struggled with keeping people healthy, right? They've gotten rid of their strength and conditioning guy. They fired their trainer the year before that, or they – Hired someone above him But didn't find him I don't want to get in trouble But like They've been mixing A lot of things up they changed all their Practice times They've changed the way They do their entire preseason Because so many people Got hurt That looks like a gauntlet To me And while Normally I don't I, I don't put too much In it The fact that there's Three West Coast trips Plus a London trip And they The buy comes After all of that I don't know, man. That that definitely makes me think a little differently about them winning the division and some tickets that I was kind of waiting to to buy on them and maybe Ravens to finish first, Bengals to finish second. I don't feel the same way about them now. That that looks to me like a, a really significant gauntlet for them.
0: I yeah, feel we, this is the first time we've had you on since the. I know that actually made me jet lag just thinking about that with all that travel, but this is the first time we've had you on since the Lamar Jackson deal was finally done. How relieved are you and everybody else in Baltimore? This thing is just finally over with.
1: Well, I mean, look, it was something that as someone who does four hours of talk radio here, uh, every afternoon, we were all Lamar fatigued. And it was like, if this thing really drags up to that July 17th deadline to extend or 15th, whatever it was a player on a franchise tag, like, we're, we're all going to be completely exhausted. So for them to get it done the way they did, as quickly as they did after the Hurts thing got done, just trust me, the Hurts thing was everything. Um, and that brought them back to the table, and they got it resolved quietly and quickly right before the draft. Yeah, it was like a, an adrenaline jolt to the whole city. Um, you know, you, you had this crazy sort of, like, rocket ship supernova that, you know, took over the league for a period of time, and to think that he would only be here for his rookie contract. Um, No, I think that would have been a bitter pill for people. And a lot of people would have said there's a lot of unfitness business here. We've never seen him with anybody else other than a Greg Roman offense. We've never seen him in an offense with real NFL wide receivers. Uh, We've never seen him in an offense with a proven guy like an Odell Beckham. How adorable he is remains to be seen. Um, So yeah, I I think it, 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 they're one franchise with him and another franchise without him. That's just the fact. They went three out of every four with him. They lose almost three of every four without them. And given that right now, this the defense, all of a sudden, you look at is the pass rush up to snuff? Is the coverage in the back end up to snuff? Probably not. Um, so unless the offense is prolific, they could have been in trouble. And to go from staring at Tyler Huntley, potentially, as your starting quarterback to Lamar Jackson, makes all the difference in the world.
2: Jason, what if I gave you a three dollars bet? Not my money. It's Nick, so do whatever you want with it. And I okay. ask you, throughout the length of this Lamar Jackson contract, Does he end up winning a Super Bowl? Which way are you betting it?
1: Woof. Well, I mean, that's it's tough, right? I mean,
2: it's Nick's money. Throw it away if you want.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I would, I don't know that I would take that with Tom Brady no longer being in town. I mean, other than Patrick Mahomes, I'm not sure I'm betting a million dollars on any individual to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. I mean, he would be, uh, I guess, higher on that list than most. But it's, it's just so difficult. Um, the AFC is so loaded. You know, that division looks so tough. Like, I don't know. Like, part of me is kind of like I, I would probably look at a team like Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence, honestly. And unless the travel gets completely crazy with them and they're playing four games in London, like, that division is going to be garbage forever. Like, th- that they could be a one seed, like, multiple times just by beating up on the rest of the division, which is going to suck for a while. And holding and serve at home, you know, um, especially if Sean Payton does turn the Broncos around, you know, even even a little bit, and 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 you know, ramp up the competition there for the Chiefs. Um, so no, I don't know. I guess I I guess I'd place that bet on them not to, just knowing how difficult it is. But I'll tell you what, we would obviously if he's not there, we're not even talking about the Ravens in the Super Bowl anytime soon.
0: Yeah, the AFC is just so stacked. It's going to be certainly tough to do that. Jason Lockenfora, always good talking to you. Thanks for coming on with us again. Thank you, guys. All right, and that was Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, if Lamar Jackson, Sean, was in the NFC, you'd feel a lot better about it because it's like the Eagles and then what's the 49ers situation at quarterback? And, you know, that's pretty much it. But the AFC is just so stacked. So maybe Sam Howell leads my uh, my commanders to a Super Bowl one day. What do you say? Yeah, Ben MGM tonight. Yeah.